2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9 and verse 10. It reads this way in verse 9. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? Elisha said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, You have asked a hard thing. Somebody say a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Spirit of the living God, over these next few minutes, I understand structure. I understand order. I understand purpose. I understand, God, that you have great things in store for great people. Father, in my mouth right now is a word. In my heart, God, will comply with my mouth, and therefore, everything that's in my heart will come out of my mouth in these few minutes. Therefore, God, your people will be empowered and have a better understanding of how to reach this place called double. Father, we thank you and we bless you that no good thing shall be withheld from those who are under the sound of my voice who bring themselves into, into compliance with the truth that you release from this platform. I give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, somebody shout amen. amen. Go ahead and take your seats. My message tonight is ask in faith. Ask in faith. Ask in faith, ask in faith. Normally you would use this portion of scripture for mentoring, but I'm using this portion of scripture to help you to ask in faith. You take this Elisha guy who was being mentored by Elijah. He, he now qualifies to ask in faith. A lot of people want to ask in faith, but never qualify to ask in faith. You just got here. You ain't been faithful for, for no time. And now you want to ask for something. So he had to follow long enough to build credibility in the relationship. Then he got a uh, opportunity to ask. On the flip side of this message, I want to make sure that you are looking at Elijah as you and looking at Elijah as God. I want to do that just for a moment because the process is the same. So as you look at God as Elijah, which has all the power, and you look at Elisha, who is desiring more power, or you look at a spiritual leader that you've had in uh, interaction with, you can look at them in the context of an Elijah and you become the Elisha because God wants to release double on you. And if you don't think like an Elisha, you will never get the double that this season has for you. So you got to learn how to ask in faith. Now, I love my Bible because I can track God through my Bible. I told you a little bit about history after every pandemic, after the, you know, any catastrophic event God has on his radar, he has a revival set. He has a revival set. For years, I only studied people who caused revivals, who were instruments of revival. I didn't study preachers. I studied people who, were, who had an impact and turned regions around. For years, I studied that. So I'm much more acquainted with that than anything else. But what I want to do, you have something on you from sitting under me or being in relationship with me that can catapult and shift things in a major way. Now, if you start running with people who like to do partially you're not going to do as much because you will limit yourself by the relationships that we have. And I'm going to say this. Some of y'all hang with too many stupid people. How stupid is talking about a man of God and you need a man of God to get to your next dimension. That's stupid. 
Excuse me for my language for those of you who may not understand it. So we're talking about asking. So I want you to turn to 1 John. 1 John, and I want to read another portion of scripture from 1 John. Then I'm going to walk through my scripture. In a time like these where everything is just primed for greatness, you don't need to hang out with stupid people. You need to get around some people who talk with some sense. With some understanding of structure and authority and all that kind of stuff. Because if they're talking outside of that, you need to leave them where they are. And I'm just being bold with that. I don't care how long you've been in friendship with them. In other words, they've been, they, they've been your friend for 50 years and they've been hindering you for 50 years. They've been your friend for 13 years and they've been hindering you for 13 years. And you won't know how much you've been hindered until you get away from them. First uh, John chapter 5, verse 14 and verse 15. First John, I used this on last Wednesday. I want to use it again uh, to come into compliance with what I'm talking about, asking faith. It reads this way in verse 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of him. So here it is. Let's apply this to Elijah and Elisha. Let's apply this to a spiritual father and a spiritual son. Let's apply this to an Elisha and his God. Let's apply these things. So as we apply this, we realize that now Elijah and Elisha, Elisha, Elisha has followed long enough to posture himself to know that there's something I need to ask for. See, when you've been here a long time, you got to know what to ask for or to expect. If you've been here for years and you still don't know what to expect, you should expect cars, houses, and increase. That's automatic. That is an automatic. That increase is an automatic. You should expect that. Why should you expect that? You should expect that. That's the grace that's on this house. How do you know that? Because I'm the leader of this house. There is no way. That increase could avoid you when you're connected to this house. No way. You're still running with the wrong people if that's the case. So listen to this. There is an ability that God places on his servant to fulfill their earthly assignment. So there's an ability. You got to understand this. I understood this. That's why I serve my leader so well. I realized he had a, an ability that I didn't have. Because I could drive over to what he had achieved and see that he had something I didn't have. You got to recognize when a leader, a servant of God in the earth has something you don't have. And a lot of people, you know, they play this, this game, this hallucination game, like they have the same thing. Well, if you had the same thing, why would you let me be your teacher? So you have to understand that, that they have something that you need, whether it be spiritually or something mentally, they have, if they have peace, you don't have peace. You need their peace. How do you get that peace? Something has to be attractive about them to cause you to connect like you should, you should. So what happens is sometimes when you meet up with the wrong people, what they do is they cloud your vision because when you originally showed up, you saw that they had something that you needed. Now you don't see what they have because you're listening to somebody who took your glasses off. So you have to realize that when I saw my leader, I knew, I knew he had something that I didn't have. He, 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 had some, he had some things that were happening that I didn't have happen. 
so I could see something that was attractive. But I didn't want his stuff. I needed to know how he got that. Whether it be finances, whether it be possessions, or whether it be peace. How does he get that peace? I guarantee you, every time I get up, I get up with consistency and focus. And you need focus. So you ought to be wondering, how can I get that kind of focus? Because I know if he's focused in church, he's got to be focused at home. Because the way Lady Davis looks, he ain't throwing no fits at home. No, he ain't in depression at home. He's got to be focused at home because she wouldn't look like she looked. Because really, your spouse will wear your agony, man. So you have to understand it. You got to begin to see something that they have that you want. Because if you don't want anything, go somewhere else where you do want something. You shouldn't hang around a place and you don't want anything. Because if you don't want a thing, anything, you hinder those who do. Let's go on. This ability can manifest as power over sickness, insight about the future, increase in resources, and so much more. Can we read that again? This ability can manifest as power over sickness, insight about the future, increase in resources, and so much more. So what God does, he puts an ability. I didn't have this ability before God. God put this ability on me. It has nothing to do with my education because I was very timid. Some people have a problem with me being bold. Well, I didn't start off bold. I started out timid. So he put this empowerment on me to get the job done. So I ain't going to let you steal my boldness just because you're uncomfortable with it. You need to find somebody passive. I didn't have it. I prayed for it. I asked for it and I got it and I'm going to keep it. Because you can't do what I do and be timid. So you begin to see I'm not dogmatic. You begin to see that there's something that you need in order to confront what you need to confront. That may not, it may not, it may not be your wife, but it may be a sickness. It may be some disability that you had that your father had and your grandfather had and nothing was coming together. And what you need now is to get around somebody that has an ability. I started out in a single parent household. I told you I didn't know I was poor until later on, but I was, we were poor because my mama couldn't provide everything we needed. So my mama was poor. So after I learned really who God was on a personal basis, I started to interact with God and get around people that showed me there is an ability that comes from heaven. This is the thing that God, you, the man can't give it. And the man can't take it away. God wants to give you something your critics can't take away. Your haters can't take away. You know, they can't take it away because they didn't give it to you. So God gives this ability. You can't tell me. You cannot convince me that God didn't give ability. Because millions of dollars later, I see the ability. Because I was born in poverty. But millions of dollars. Somebody say millions. Millions of dollars later, I can see that ability. And guess what? The ones who see the ability. Ability too, you should not be shying away and sitting there like you don't know what I'm talking about. Because if you came from Pinson with me, you ought to be my greatest cheerleader. If you were in the last church with me, you ought to be my greatest cheerleader. You shouldn't be sitting there with your arms folded like a little boy, little girl, pouting over stuff you shouldn't be pouting over. 
So millions of dollars away from poverty, doing everything with integrity, making sure we document everything. So we're millions of dollars away from that trailer I was I was raised in that had had a leaking roof. So when it rained, it rained inside of the house. Millions of dollars away from that. My mama didn't have a car, so we had to wait on somebody to take her to get groceries and to pay the bill. Millions of dollars away from that. And you can't tell me something not on me because I'm millions of dollars away from the decrepit way I was raised. This ability can manifest as power over sickness, insight about the future, increase in resources, and listen to this, and so much more. So Elisha looked at Elijah and he sees power. When he looks at Elijah, he sees he had a, has a connection with heaven. So that when he speaks, heaven responds. He sees that. The shift in the atmosphere in this house, when I get up, is a sign that I have a connection with heaven. So every demon is locked up right now and we're free. Whenever you can sense the atmosphere shift, that means that particular individual who is on a microphone or demonstrating has, an, has, a, has a connection with heaven. He sees the power of God ascending and descending, and that's why the atmosphere shifts. You have to be able to shift the atmosphere in order to receive the resources of heaven. So whenever the atmosphere gets funny, I get aggressive because I'm going to shift that atmosphere because heaven has been feeding us millions and millions and we're on our way to billions of dollars. If you don't tap into this, your problem, your resources can be blocked off from re by rebellious people. So you got to get up and you got to start talking to the devil of rebellion and tell the witches and the warlocks over your region that you're not going to stop the increase that God wants to send to me. I know God wants to do greater. I know God wants to do more. And I need to be attached to heaven in order to get heaven's resource. No, I don't want the Negro's money, but I want heaven to provide what I need excuse me excuse me so the anointing is a connection with heaven it is not a talent because if it was a talent I'd be a broke talented person because I know a lot of people who are talented that are broke it is a connection with heaven my familiarity with poverty when I open up my mouth it breaks it I originally started pastoring and there was no money in the church like there was no money in my home. But when I learned through mentorship that I had the power to speak to the elements over me and tell heaven, give up my increase. I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to heaven. I'm telling every demon in the atmosphere, you ain't going to block my harvest. You ain't going to block my promotion. You ain't going to block my increase. You're not going to stop the rivers that God is sending to my life. That's why the devil's trying to cut you off. 
so that you don't get your power you don't get your increase you may do it different to me because you're in a different arena than I am but when you're in that arena that you function in you open up your mouth and tell everything that's a force against you you better back up because I sound just like what's over you I understand there's power over me and I understand there's power in me I understand when I open up my mouth it attracts everything over me into my presence and can't nothing block it out These abilities should be desired and asked for by kingdom thinking people. The only people who do not desire these type of abilities are people who think churchy. Kingdom thinking people. We can talk about kingdom, but kingdom thinking people can see it and they desire it. And if they serve long enough, they can ask for it. It's only kingdom thinking people who understand that the rank and the authority comes from heaven. Because you can take a poverty stricken boy, a stuttering boy. You can take a Moses that wasn't able to speak eloquent. And then the power of heaven comes. That's why he had to climb higher. Because God was going to do something in his life. You got to learn how to climb higher. You got to stop hanging around chickens. You got to get up in the atmosphere where you can spread your rings. You can't hang at that low level stuff. These abilities should be desired and asked for by kingdom thinking people. You should see me when when we comes when it comes to the kingdom. You should see leadership different than a church person sees leadership. If you see me like the last person that was voted in by some board that was drunk, you don't see me right. That means you don't think right. Because when you start thinking like that, you cut off your own resources. You cut off your own promotion. You cut off everything because you need a mentor for what God is going to do in your life. Greatness only comes when you're exposed to it. I didn't say your degree wasn't needed. I didn't say your intelligence wasn't needed. But when a battle comes that you can't see, you got to have some power that can ward off that enemy. Drive back the forces of darkness. So you find that Elisha now sees something that he doesn't have. It's good to see something you've never seen in your region. I'm going to say it again. It's good to see something that you've never seen in your region. It means you can have something you never had. I'm going to say it again. It means you can have something you never had. Whenever I see something and hear something that I haven't seen and heard, it's my time to have something that I never had. Whenever God gets ready to do something different in your life, he's going to release a sound. He's going to release a voice that's different what you heard. I've already taught that. So he is now following. I didn't read through. You go back and read through all of his following, all the inconveniences. So when people start telling you, you're always at that church. Every time apostle says something, you're always trying to do it. That's what's supposed to happen. The reason you don't, because you don't have a vision for anything more than what you have. Anytime anything was said, that, that I-20 was hot. I was on my way to Atlanta. Whenever there was a demand, I was on my way to Atlanta. You want to know why? Because I was an Elijah and he was an Elijah. And I was going to prove to God I am worthy to get double what was on his life. You ain't seen a half of what's been to drop in this place. 
You, you ain't seen that half. That's why I keep shifting. Every time I shift, I'm in another arena. The Apostle Paul speaks about the third heaven. He was there. I was caught up. This kind of revelation that's coming out of me, it's not coming from the earthly. It's not coming from that trailer that I was raised in. It's not coming from that single parent household. It's coming from a kingdom seat now. I don't have a poverty stricken seat. I'm not a Mephibosheth, baby. I'm sitting in heavenly places where Christ Jesus is. So when you start hearing stuff like this, It'll elevate your mindset so you can receive the things that God has for you. A few more minutes. A few more minutes. These abilities should be desired and asked for by kingdom thinking people. I can tell how Elijah thought because of what he asked for. I can tell how he thought by what he asked for. You can always tell how people think by what they ask for. See, some people ask for money. Kingdom people ask for an opportunity. You give me an opportunity. I know how to get some money. Church people ask for a title. Kingdom people ask for an, uh, an opportunity to serve. If you let me pick up trash off that parking lot, man of God, I'm going to be all right. You let me pull up weeds, I'm going to be real good. You let me come in there and, and, and clean those floors, I'm going to be somebody else. You just let me into the re arena of your influence and something's going to happen in my life. So you got to understand that once you get in, I remember going over to, mm -hmm, I can't say the name, and, and when I went in, there was water all over the counters in the restroom. So I pulled enough paper towels and started cleaning up water. And that wasn't even my church. I'm cleaning up water all in the restroom, down on the floor. If anybody ever walked into me and I was always sharp when I was over there. I'm in my nice suit. I'm in the bathroom cleaning it up. You wonder why I'm cleaning it up? Because I'm now in that arena. Something good is about to happen for me. Whoever spilled the water set it up for me. Whenever I see a need of what I'm serving, that is my promotion. My promotion was in the water that was spilled on the counter. My promotion wasn't in a microphone on the platform. My promotion wasn't in the title that I was after. My promotion was in service. Anytime you run away from service, you don't know the kingdom. Because it's service that puts you in that place. And anybody get mad about you and tell you you're low because you're serving, they better keep watching because after a while your service is going to take you to the highest place. Whenever someone under the influence of heaven gives you an opportunity, you take it. You never afford the opportunity when someone who has a connection with heaven, you take a hold of that opportunity and you run with it. You don't listen to anybody trying to talk to you out of the Bible said the prophets of, Jer uh, of Jericho they were talking all the prophets of the other e region were talking said he's going to leave you he's going to leave you he's going to go to the nation he's going to do this he said y'all be quiet I'm after something I'm after something. When you're after something, you don't worry about what they're saying. You don't gather up in those little curse huddles. You don't hang out with those crazy people like that. When you're after something, you got to stay focused. When you're after something, you discern what's there and you don't let anybody talk you out of it. You can be crazy. There it is, Joe. You, might, you sound like a fool. You don't sound like my wife. So until you start sounding like my wife, we're going to stop this conversation. Any person that starts talking to you crazy when you're after something to tell them, 
You don't sound like mine right now. Till you come back to your senses because double is on God's mind. Until you get yourself together, I'm going to keep on worshiping. Can y'all, can y'all give me a little bit more time? You should be aware that an opportunity will be given to ask for what you desire. When you're serving, when you're committed, you're working towards your opportunity to ask for something you don't have. So many people want to be mentored but no, don't want to serve. You serve your way into sonship. You will never be a son until you commit to serving. Sons get mentored. Sons get downloads. Daughters as well. But if you don't serve, you will never reach that place. The power to sustain through a pandemic came through serving because I was mentored. You should be aware that an opportunity will be given. So when they tell you you're wasting your time, they're lying. They're jealous of your progress already. They denied their opportunity and they want you to abort yours. Catch this. They denied their opportunity, but they want you to abort yours. They refused to be intimate and didn't get pregnant. You got pregnant and they want you to abort it. So the people you run with, they are the abortionists. And if you keep hanging with them, they're going to cause you to take your baby and terminate your baby. But somebody needs to make some noise up in this place that I am not terminating my baby. I am not running with you bunch of crazy folks that was not willing to be intimate, wasn't willing to come together, wasn't willing to do what you need to do. Now you go ahead and cause you ain't going to birth nothing if you ain't got no intimacy. Now you know what the strategy was. I just interrupted you while you were walking into the clinic. I said, no, 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 no. Come on over here. What's in you is greater than anything that you've ever seen. I'm talking about spiritually. There's something great on the inside of you. And that person who passed up their opportunity want to lure you away and said nothing will happen. How do you know you've never been intimate? How do you know you've never been in a relationship that you were committed to? How do you know you never walked everything out that you have to walk out the same what God has promised. Come here. Give me a few more minutes. Can I have a few more minutes? Your faithful following positions you for unlimited asking. Unlimited asking. He said, what can I do for you, Elisha? He already knew. He said from the beginning, I want what's on you. And I don't just want what's on you. I want double what's on you. That's why I don't mind dealing with people who start in poverty. Because if they start in poverty, they understand I need something. It's the people who got up one generation that don't know they need something. But those who are in poverty, they know 
You know, I, I need something. I need something. And what I see on you and I'm attracted to it, I need it. So my time of asking is coming. It's not yet, but I know it's on the way. And one point in time, you're going to give me an opportunity to ask for what I know I need. I don't have to go pray and fast for 40 days. I know what I need. The whole time I've been ushering, I knew what I need. The whole time I've been cleaning, I knew what I need. The whole time I've been worshiping, I knew what I need. I, know, I, I, I already knew. I never lost sight of my need, but I had my focus while I still had my need. I need something in my life that my daddy didn't impart to me. Because if my daddy imparted to me, I would need you in my life. So there's something on you when I was growing up and I had a father in the house that's why I had 12 yoke of oxen that's why I had my business it was functioning but there's something else I need and I'm willing to give up everything to get that even if you don't require it because you got something in you that I need I've been trying to be a man ever since I was 12 years old but it eluded me because I need to see an example of one in order to be one I need in you you said your daddy wasn't in the house I never knew who my daddy was so I need to figure out how you you maneuver why are you a good husband to your wife why are you a good father to your daughter it's because I found somebody that has something that I needed and see some of you women who don't know how to be a lady you need to look over there lady Darlene you ain't got to have her phone number you ain't got to text her you ain't got to email just just watch and say Lord one day I'm gonna be able to ask for that one day I'm gonna be a wife like that one day I'm gonna be a support like that one day I'm gonna cheer for my husband the way she cheers for her husband and supports her husband because see when you see it and you desire it and you serve one day you'll be able to ask for it Elijah said you asked a hard thing you asked a hard thing in other words you asked for what nobody else I've been interacting with ever asked for you asked for something that seem outside of your reach. I remember following my spiritual father to Augusta. They were planning the name of the church in Augusta and installing the pastor there. And um, I had been traveling behind him for a while and my drives weren't short. So as I'm traveling and I go and I sit down in the service, and he begins to minister. As he's ministering, he's talking about me through his, presenting his own life. I did not know he struggled like that. He said, I would throw up before every sermon in the trash can before I leave out the office. He said, I was so nervous every single time I get sick before I minister. He, he talked into other, other areas of his inabilities and then God gave him ability so I said I can connect with that because I can see with your inabilities you were given 300 members and you turn them into 25,000 see I need that I have 23 I'm going to turn it into millions around the world See, because that ability, see, I asked for double. So if I asked for double, if you've done 25,000 in Atlanta and you had other contacts around the world, I'm not going to shortchange myself. See, some of y'all haven't been around long enough to see the methods work. 
because when you see something work then you ask God if you ever give me an opportunity I will keep on working it see that I'm not in Atlanta but I am around the world you want to know why because I've seen it work and see if you get close enough to me you'll see how I do what I do and why I do what I do some people that well I don't understand what he's doing yes you do you came in here like a witch and we don't let witches rule in this church that's why I do what I do because here rebellion will cut off resources so we don't want the resources cut off so we have to check you and nothing's wrong with checking you because one day while you're sitting there you're going to realize I need that too I need that in my house I need that in my finance and I need that on my job I need that in my business because if you ever get that you will never be able to be stopped there are many entrepreneurs who have watched me lead this church and what they do, they lead their businesses the same way. And I can tell you right now, their businesses are still flourishing and doing well because they won't let haters, critics in their own company stay in places of authority. You can't leave negative people in your house running around saying all kind of stuff, thinking they can do things that are not even moral in your organization. That's another preacher. Can I have two more minutes? Lady Davis, stop me at 8.45. I got to stop. So now you're, you're, you're positioned to ask limitlessly. There is no limit. Let's take this to God. There is no limit of the asking for Refresh Family Church. But for Refresh Family Church, every location... There is no limits on what to ask for. Uh, Apostle Smith, his wife and family, his lovely church is on the radar for November to become a refreshed family. There are no limits. I stood right here and gave my ministry in this big old church with money in the bank, gave it to my father. Now I can't turn around without somebody wanting to be a refreshed family church because whatsoever thou sowest, that shall thou also reap. So I didn't lose when I obeyed. I'm still gaining and I'll keep gaining and I'll keep gaining and I'll keep gaining. Why? Because the principles are true. I gotta stop right here, I got one minute. The difficulty of your request will not cancel your opportunity. There, there has been times that a request will scare a person. But in the kingdom, when you have this type of relationship, it never scares the senior leader when you make that kind of request. So it cannot cancel your opportunity. That's why I got to teach you when you serve well. Ask B. When you when you serve well, ask B. Ask for what nobody else asked for. Ask for what no other leader asked for. Ask for what nobody else even thought about. Ask for no what nobody else thought was attainable. Ask when you serve well. You can ask without limit. And guess what? It don't make kingdom leaders nervous when you start asking because your service has already qualified you to ask. Somebody give God the praise. Hey, if you
you're ever in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on, because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right, log on to StephenADavis.org now, and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.